0: The Chris and Sam Podcast. Pull up a bar story and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 457 of The Chris and Sam Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randoms, technology and life. And it's Chris's birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. How old are you? Uh,
0: what year is it? Oh, yeah. um, I'm 56.
1: Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I uh, I got asked that question the other day for uh, Stupid Banking, uh, like, clarification. Yeah. They asked me, like, five different questions, and, the, and then they tripped me up when they're like, how old are you going to be on your next birthday?
0: And I'm like, how old am I now? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah it's, uh, I remember the 50th, but other than that, it's just a blur. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a good day? Uh, it was. It was. Uh, oh, today? Yeah, today, yeah. No, it was great. I, I caught up with... Um, Pamela and Gloria, um, who you know, yeah, uh, we did uh, the TEDx thing together. And um, so they said hello. And <laughs> Pamela was telling us about her trip to the States. So she went back to the States. First time she's gone back um, for four years to see her. Her parents are getting on a bit. Yeah, okay. Um, Pamela was born almost exactly the same time as me. Oh, wow. Like, she, her birth – on the same year, her birthday's the 22nd of November. Mine's the 23rd. Yes. But she's in the States. So, so pretty so much the same. S- same day. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway – um oh, no, I've just given away Pamela's age. <laughs> but anyway, so um she, she went back to the States with – like, there was – ended up being seven of them tra- traveling. Her and her husband. Okay. Her two daughters – um, one of her daughters uh, brought a boyfriend. they have been together for a few years, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he'd never... He's Irish. He'd never been to the States. The girls had been when they were younger, but this is the first time they yeah. went back as adults. And Pamela had it all planned out. And she... Um, the only thing that sort of fell over was Madonna concert that we're going to see that but she, Madonna got sick oh okay you remember Yeah, but yeah she goes Ah, oh, we did the real American uh, experience we went uh one day we had to assemble an automatic rifle, and the next day we went and shot them. And Is we at this gun range. Okay, so I thought this was goes, just someone's house. They even sold fire flamethrowers at the gun range. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's for the zombie holocaust. And then um, they they visited a, a missile silo, and they visited a nuclear power plant, and they. Um, uh, yeah, all, all the American things.
1: It's crazy, but I'm not going to lie. I'd love seeing that stuff. It'd be so interesting. Oh,
0: 100%. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um. So the nuclear power station is basically where she grew up, Um. and both her parents were working at that. Oh, yeah. Um. And she goes, it's the first one built in America. And I'm like, uh, okay, it's... <laughs> Is it still going? Oh no, it's a museum now. It's, it's oh, a national oh. park. I was like, thank God for that. Cool, was cool, that, cool. That, that was old tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah, you say it's a national park. That's probably because nobody wants to live there. <laughs> because <laughs> I can't do the Geiger counter noise. But anyway, that was, yeah. that was
1: a good attempt. I'm not going to try. But yes, yeah, you're probably right. Yes.
0: Anyway, uh, so there, that was that was the the upshot of my day, and I've just had a, a bit of wine.
1: Excellent. I checked out Maid in Hamilton East. Yes. It's a shopping destination. I don't know what it is. You went on the opening night.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is day, yeah.
1: opening day. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. I think um, it's good for Hamilton. I, I don't know how many of those things in there will viably be there in 18 months. Once it dies down. That's all.
0: Yeah. Actually, um, uh, I, but they're still building quite a bit there, eh? Because, well, when we went through, there's still a lot of areas... Um, under construction with um, boardings uh, around them and stuff. No,
1: it looked like everything was open, from what I could tell. Upstairs at the back. Oh, yeah, no, they're still doing stuff there. Yeah. 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 But it was a, a weird flow, I think. because you. I it is. That, that was the thing, I think, that
0: threw me. Yeah, because we thought we could go all the way around the top, and then you can't. You've got to turn around and come back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's a bit weird, but it, it's good. Um, it's apparently way better than when it was regional council. Because oh, you know. apparently when, <laughs> when it rained, It'll be a day. people could smell it, the rain. Like yeah. it was horrible. It just yeah. rotting everywhere. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Good. I uh, Actually, on that same day, we went to the Golf Driving Range. Uh, shout out to ProDrive Golf. I didn't realise that they've got these, and they've probably been there for years, but it's been years since I've been there, little um, screens that shows where your ball's going. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't know how the tech works. I have no idea. There must be a camera up there and just... Yeah, but it must be above the roof so you can't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, everyone's got one. You smash the ball and it shows you the direction, how far it's gone. Huh. And how far away you are from the pin. And it's very cool. And it's just the wow. simple tech. I also, same day, chased some uh, stolen car people randomly. Uh, okay. You need to tell me I'm more. driving. <laughs> I, I'm driving. Sarah's in the car next to me. And this little Toyota Aqua comes up. And we've just gone into Avalon Drive Bypass. And it sort of cut in front of me, sort of a little weird. I glance to my right. The passenger, who I can see, and the driver have both got hoodies on, pulled up around their head. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. They drive a few hundred, a little bit longer. And a dude sits up from inside the boot. So there's like five of them in this car, I think. Or six, I don't know. Sits up in the boot. He's got a hoodie on through the tinted window. And I'm like, hmm this is weird so I said to Sarah hey go on a website called carjam.co.nz put in that number plate puts it in stolen oh, okay ring the police so I ring them and I said oh you know she, she's <laughs> she, she's relaying what I'm saying so I'm just saying some random words she doesn't know what I'm talking about and uh they're like okay yep yeah, where are you going so we ended up going uh down Avalon Drive Pass down Norton Road down Maidoa. then they shot off down the side street that's when they realised I was following them and then they popped out onto Ulster Street and turned right, and they got out. Um, and I couldn't. There was heaps of traffic. And that's where we lost them.
0: Oh, wow. Well. And they, so they just abandoned the car and ran? No, no. They were still driving. Oh, they right, just, right. And the police were like, yeah, we're going to oh, send when them. you said got out, I thought they meant they got oh, out. Oh, no, got out into traffic. Yeah, yeah okay. Good
1: so, uh, yeah, they, I don't know what happened after that. Yeah. So hopefully I helped someone out and stopped a ram raid. And I gave Sarah a good work story.
0: <laughs> cool, nice. I like that. I like that. Um, I haven't got anything amazing. Oh, Okay, so we've got Misty Flicks coming up this weekend. So when you hear this, it'll have been... I know, it's already it'll, been. It'll have been. So, yeah. We we hope it's gone it was well. Awesome. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> we were very busy yeah. and all the technology worked. Yes. No worries.
0: <laughs> Notice the big pile of sandbags by the
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't forget those.
1: That's right, like I'm picking you up. Um did you hear about the woman being fined for three uh, fine three thousand three hundred dollars for a chicken sandwich? No, what? So this woman, uh, she's from New Zealand, and uh, she flew to Australia, and for some reason, she brought a chicken sandwich in a packet from the uh, airport, which is a terrible idea in itself. Like, she's transporting this chicken sandwich for so many hours in an airplane. Yep. Like, hello, food poisoning. Anyway. Basically, she didn't declare it. So, Australia Border Control said, you need an import permit for that. Here's your fine of $3,300. Fair. And she's like, freaks out. And she goes, they paid it. The story came out. So, I don't know. I always want to know how the uh, the story gets to the media. Like, what are the steps? Anyway... They're a pensioner. This is a lot of their money. Uh, It was an uneaten sandwich, obviously. She goes, look, it's still in its packer. And they're like, we don't care. We could actually fine you $6,700. We're not going to do that because we're good. They did say, uh, we do strongly advise that you appeal the fine, though. Yeah. So they're following the rules, but they're sort of like, I guess, on the lenient side. Anyway, an entrepreneur of some sort came to the rescue, contacted the Herald. I want to be anonymous. I will pay that money for them.
0: Good on you. Good on you. Rando. Yeah, uh, Rando, Bruce Wayne. But you should know better. Like... No. Just know. Although... although, Here we go. Okay. Yeah, go. So, you know Caroline. Caroline's my friend. She's... um, When I knew her uh, back in the day, I was about 18, um, she worked for Customs. And her and oh. Joe went over to – so all of my friends, so my best friend Tim, who was going out with Carolyn, um, worked for customs. And I all of his mates, I sort of knew. I used to hang out with them because where I worked, there was no – I was the youngest. There was no young people there. You were
1: a sewing machine.
0: Yeah. So they're all old Thanks. ladies yeah, where I worked.
1: good, good,
0: good. So that's cool. So I used to hang out with all the customs guys. Carolyn and Joe went over to um, – the States, um, Joe Josephine Joe. And uh they stopped in Hawaii on the way back and in Hawaii she bought this globe thing that had a plant in it.
1: Oh, like an actual real life plant. Yeah. And okay. then she
0: got things coming into the country and they're like, What are you you work here? Yeah, what no, are that's, you that's, thinking? That's, that's and she's big. like uh. <laughs> I know Carolyn doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Except for that
1: one time she does, and you'll find out about it. Hey,
0: um, did you... Five Nights at Freddy's. Have you seen it yet? No. No, I haven't either. So it's based on a computer game, is that right? Apparently something like that. Yeah, okay. But but we watched the... Trailer? Cage, Nicolas Cage. Yes. Which is the version... What was that one called?
1: Uh, it's when he's fighting the animatronic robots and doesn't talk. It's
0: exactly talk. the same story. They're both the same story of the same event. It's the same story. Oh, really? But his one came out earlier. Oh, anyway. But this has got the name of the actual game. Was yeah, it exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. But it was called Freddy's at the, in the Nicholas Cage yeah, thing as well. Okay. So, um, anyway, um, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, has right. removed all the animatronics from every one of their restaurants now, except one. There's one that's oh, okay. being kept like a museum Richard piece. Original, whatever, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, because of the fallout to do with Five Nights at Freddy's. Because oh. all the kids are scared of it
1: now. Yeah, it's be- and that's because <laughs> kids watch anything these days, almost.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know how to hack and get things offline. Yeah, that's right. Off, off the internet.
1: This uh, story came out this week. I've seen it a few times published and someone told me about it as well. This dude in New Hampshire in America, he just lived a simple life. He had threadbare clothes. He rode his lawnmower into town, went to convenience store, parked up, watched some cars, read a newspaper, had odd jobs for others, never really left town. Had uh, He did teach driver's education for a little bit for high schoolers, um, but he decided to dri- give up driving a car. Um, He had a bike for a while and then he went to the lawnmower. He lived in a mobile home in the park. No TV, no computer either. Super basic dude. Um, Had a couple of friends. Um, He left the place he lives $3.8 million when he died in his will. So he basically, back in the day, um, did some investments. He had actually had a really decent job back in the day. And um, apparently one of his... A relative said oh he invested in communications like mobile stuff just before mobiles were a thing made a ton of money and he told his friend i don't know what to do with it and he says oh well the town's always looked after you really well why don't you sort of you know give back to that somehow and the friend says oh i didn't really he's going to give all the, i didn't know
0: he had that much money and didn't know he was going to give it all back yeah but bit random that's cool that is cool um it just goes to show, too, we were having a, a discussion um, today about the politics and things. So apparently it's becoming a little bit uh, like the U.S. I, I was saying the U.S. is terrible for the lobbying, the amount yeah. of money in politics and the potential, what do you call it, um, corruption. Well, it feels like corruption to to yeah. me, Influence. But, but that's what they have over there. And apparently it's getting that way. Here in mm. New Zealand as yeah, well. I bet. and the bet. Um, both Labour and uh, National, the, the amount of money that wealthy people are giving them. And they're giving them mostly because they want to save on taxes. It's all about, if you can reduce my tax bill, you can have a load of shitload yeah, of money. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But it's like, and we were talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I think a lot of the wealthiest people are the ones with the biggest scarcity mindsets. Because that's what's driven them to hold on yeah, to yeah, money. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Whereas this dude you're talking about, he didn't seem to give a crap and was living his best life, just enjoying it. Yeah. You know? Sounds good. Good on him.
1: So, Stuff did a really clickbaity uh, headline <laughs> earlier this week. <laughs> oh, no, really? What, Reese Darby to host this year's Emmy Awards. Okay. Pretty big, eh? That's pretty big. Pretty big. He's an interesting character, seems to pick up some random roles, you know. Blah, blah, blah. He announced it. And then you read that little tiny bit in the bottom right down there, Chris. On that little logo. International Emmy Awards. Oh, okay. So I think it's International Films. So it's not the actual Emmys. It's not the Emmys that we know. It's like an offshoot. Because somebody on Twitter goes, not going to knock the guy. But it's like if he was hosting the technical awards for the Emmys. It's at that level. Yeah. So, oh, that makes a bit of sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, in a few more years, maybe he will... Get-
1: well, no, because normally they have to go with an A-list comedian or celebrity or someone, eh, like Ricky Gervais or... Um, what's his face? We've are got punched saying- in the head. Slap in the face.
0: Yeah, but are you saying Rhys Darby's not A-list? Like Chris Rock.
1: No. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying.
0: Okay. This... Piqued my interest. I don't know if it'll pique anyone else's interest.
1: We'll find out.
0: There's a, pe- a school in Pennsylvania. Write in if it does. It's a district school. Okay. And this year, yeah. they've got 17 sets of twin twins. Oh, wow, that's a lot. That's all due to graduate in 2036. And there's quite a long article here, so I want to go through it. But basically, there's this woman that does all the enrollments, and she keeps going to this other woman who was being interviewed, and she goes, She keeps coming over to me, she goes, We got a set of twins. And because she always keeps an eye out for twins. I think she was a twin or something. Okay, she yeah, always yeah. keeps an eye out for twins. And normally, they have two to four sets of twins in a, yeah, in a yeah. period. I don't know how big the school is, um, but they got 17. Sets of twins—that's crazy. At, all at the same. Do you know all, how many aged, is identical they're after all, that? Um, no. Well, it, I don't. I don't think it said. It might say it in there, but I, I don't recall now. But um, I, I did some see some of the photos, and a lot of them weren't identical. But yeah. Um, but you just wonder—is there something in the water in Pennsylvania? Like that seems like a statistical anomaly.
1: Maybe. Maybe are they
0: cloning people there, or some
1: oh, I don't know. something it, going on? You, you don't know. It Could be. This dude was three days into a sentence of home detention and he had a giant uh, rap sheet from over the years of dishonesty. They gave him permission to leave his home to go shopping. So, of course, he did. He uh, cut off his ankle bracelet and stole $1,500 worth of clothing. Um, Yeah, and then they caught him. So it's probably not really the best thing for
0: them to be doing. (laughs) Yeah, you can't be trusting and have those jobs. But, I'd, I'd be a terrible, terrible prison warden or anything in that sort of.
1: But realm. before he did that, he was already in prison. And stuff. he'd found God, so he was
0: all good. Oh yeah, of so course. I think that's no, why I they him out. He's all right now. Mm. Yeah, because that always helps. Hey, um, what do you know about puffins? Did you know, for example, that the little ones are called pufflings? No, that's that's so cute.
1: I've got a vague memory, and this could be wrong, so I don't know. I'm sure Gordon Ramsay went to the island where they were and he caught one and ate it. He cooked it up. I think. Okay. I'm sure it was a puff and he ate. Possibly. And it was some. I think it was like a cultural thing. I've got a funny feeling he had to do it in a certain way or something, maybe.
0: Maybe, maybe. Because it's Iceland. Yeah, that's right. Um, so what they do, this is fascinating to me. Again, another fascinating thing from Chris, which only Chris may find fascinating. But... Pufflings, um, when they get to a certain age They fly and they take off And they go off into the, the sea And they, they go for like a year or something Crazy, apparently yeah. But So so it's this sort of age thing They hit this age and they go and fly But because And what they do is they take off at night And they fly towards the moon Oh, okay They, they fly for the moonlight They, yeah, they fly they towards like the that. moon and, and that's what they do But because of the city lights, oh, no. they all get turned around and end up flying into buildings and in oh. town. So all these um, these Icelanders are running around in, in the certain season on puffling patrol, and they grab all the pufflings and they put them in a box. And then in the morning, they take them to the cliff and they throw them off the cliff. Why? In the sunshine, so it'll fly towards the sun. And. Otherwise, they um, they never go where they need to go.
1: Why does all this random stuff in Iceland sound so good?
0: <laughs> uh, it does, eh? Hey? It's, it's random as. So, so anyway, I thought that was fascinating. So you
1: can see this on YouTube. It's called uh, "It's Gordon Ramsay, The F Word. It's a show, The F Word. He goes and hunts puffin and then barbecues up a puffin breast. And somehow I've seen that in the past. Damn. So anyway.
0: Um, we'll link to this story. This is a, a lot... Better because they don't eat the puffins in this one. They save the puffins. Pufflings. Anyway. That's I right. Cool. Um
1: cool. I see you've got the story about Escobar's hippo. I think we spoke about this a couple of years ago. Oh,
0: we, we totally have. Okay, we have. But, it's but, got but, but they're. Out of hand. They've gone crazy. Yeah, so you know what they're doing now? They're sterilising uh, them. Yes. They're giving they, them vasectomy.
1: Yeah, didn't they have two options though? Wasn't one. I think they were going to do either do that or I think they had to try and kill them but i think it's too hard because they're so big
0: yeah well how do you give them the snip that doesn't sound much easier <laughs> yeah i don't know
1: but it's like what, what is the numbers now because they, they had a group of hippos which were brought in the 1980s to his private zoo they were released because nobody knew what to do with them in 1993 after his death and they reproduced without control it takes time to sterilize them because you've got to spot them and capturing them is complicated because they're three tons <laughs> um, apparently it's even complicated because rain happens and that causes problems um, they don't know how many there is they reckon there might be a thousand of them holy crap I didn't think it was that many no because they're breeding like actual giant rabbits pretty much and each sterilization costs
0: $9,800 yeah because if you were saying Chris I need you to go and rip the testicles off that bull I'd be like yeah, yeah I need 10 grand I really, really need ten grand to do that job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. they do have a risk of
1: potentially being allergic to the anaesthetic and death, as well as risks to the animal health personnel. So um, a thousand of them, and they're so hard, you could drag that job out forever. That's a great money spinner. Yeah, ten grand a pop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not getting that, but you would be like, oh, you know, it took us a whole week just to find that one. I got to get the right conditions. There's a problem with the rain. I know what
0: that
1: means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I run out of blow darts. Doo, 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 doo. Too many. I think
0: that's good. We'll stick with the, the wildlife thing. Okay. I love this. This title made me look a, it was a bit clickbaity, but it's interesting, I thought. Drunk grizzlies keep getting hit by trains in Montana.
1: Okay. okay. Are they falling us? Okay, Kara.
0: Yeah, so. Um, there's two groups of bears on either side of this um, mountain range type thing.
1: Okay, one's on the good side, one's yeah, on the bad side. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, one doesn't have so much trouble, but this side does. <laughs> And it's because these grain trains go through. Oh. And the grain trains, they fill them to capacity. Yeah. And they spill over. Uh. And the bears go over and eat the grains. But they sit in there and they ferment. Mm. So the bears eat these grains and get drunk. Nice. Um, They see a train and they start running away from it. Not effective. (laughs) No. (laughs) Run down the tracks away from the thing because they're drunk.
1: Oh, my god! And they get
0: splattered. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's interesting because they, the conservationists have been saying to the um, people doing the grain stuff, like, can you not fill them to the top? Yeah, can you just go? You we'll know,
1: fully cover them, cup, and close them a couple
0: of inches below, yeah. so that it doesn't spill, and then we wouldn't have this yeah. problem. And like, no, 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 no. A logistic- too much money.
1: From a logistics point of view, that little couple of inches of grain across all their carriages, which I'm assuming there's a ton of them, yeah. with how much they move, is like, you know, mega bucks, I'm guessing.
0: Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm and, sure it But is. it's
1: surprising that they haven't been told by, like, wildlife people, uh, whoever looks after that. <sighs>
0: yeah. I, I, oh, I guess they're not endangered, are they? No, I don't think they are. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't think they are. But uh, this is I, I thought that was interesting because you just wouldn't have thought, oh, grain spilling out of a train. Because, first of all, I wouldn't have thought the grain was just open to the air and spilling out anyway, like dirt. Um, that just surprised me. Maybe it shouldn't have, but I did. And then... Um, yeah, I, I just wouldn't have thought. Oh, yeah. So the wildlife would just go and eat that. Uh, birds, yes, but I wouldn't have thought of the. Yeah, chairs. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I got. I got another go thing here. Okay. This this interests me too. This is an old uh, older story. Yeah. But it's. I oh know I've saved the wrong story in there. Brilliant. So. <laughs> <laughs> go from memory. Go from memory. You're not that old. You'll so, be fine. So this, this is this. So when planes come down. Yes. and they land, They their tyres take a big impact, right? Yes. And they are quite pressurised and they can build up a lot of pressure. Yeah. And they actually quite often will go, oh, that's dangerous, shoot it or effectively shoot it or something. Okay. I forget what they do, they do something like that and blow the tyre because otherwise it can, you know, somebody touches it and it just goes bang yes. and it'll, it'll kill people, it, Okay, you know, it has killed people. However, when... In the um, back in the eighties, nineties, mm. uh, the space shuttle, when that landed, yeah, the force was so much higher because they used to come in at a funny angle. Eh? Oh yeah, There's seventeen like, degree glide path. Okay, instead of three, yeah, it was like ridiculous. Yeah, so um, we, they are like fifty times more pressure than the biggest plane, and so this guy, they're like, oh, th- th- this thing lands, and they're like. Now we've got to pop the tires before we touch anything else. So the first thing they do is go pop the tires. Pop the tires, but they, they couldn't get through them because they're, they're so big. Okay. So what this guy ended up doing, and and this is a story. You got I, a flamethrower? No, they they got a toy tiger tank, a remote-controlled tiger tank. The guy put a NASA engineer put a camera on it and a drill. <laughs> and he tr- tr- oh, right. okay. remote controls this Tiger tank over it but it's literally a toy tank with a, with a, drill, on a drill on it and drill into the tire boom and then uh, yeah okay <laughs> I um, I
1: did a course once and there was a whole bunch of Air New Zealand engineers there oh yeah and they were talking about um, it was sort of I think the course I went on was this guy talking about um, warehousing and shelving and how oh, they yeah, yeah. maximize your space and stuff. And um, the the two things that was interesting was all the tools uh, that they use are barcoded or NFC chipped, and they've got to scan them in and out of the toolbox. At, at the a- airport before and after they work on a plane, yeah. Because they can't, and they've got. I think the job's not complete until it knows the system knows everything's back in the toolbox. And this woman was saying like one of the big things that they have trouble managing or it's just a pain in the ass really is they have to hold the tires for all the aircraft that fly in and out of New Zealand for all the carriers. They've got to have those spare parts and they've got to rotate the tires around all the time. I think they're standing upright. She said, and um, just the weight, they have just going to be rotated all the time. So they've got like a oh, system. it's
0: tires are just, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: and because she said we've got so many more than we need just for our fleet because we have to have all the Qantas ones or the equivalent ones, and they've got to have enough. I don't know how, what the percentage is. They've got to have so many of them because potentially I guess that's a reasonably easy fix. I don't know, but she was like, yeah, we've got to, they take up so much room and we've got to have a system, so we're going to rotate them all, all the time.
0: Fascinating. Yeah,
1: I'll just remember that.
0: that. that that's crazy. Because um, this week, a new fu- a new plane was um, unveiled or launched from the Waikato, which is the only uh, company in New Zealand that makes planes in Hamilton. So they've got this new one. They've been building them for like yeah, Yeah, oh, they've been building all sorts okay. for ages. Okay. But this new one's just um, been released okay. or launched or cool. whatever. And it has a runway... It, Two hundred meter runway, two hundred meter, two hundred feet, two hundred meter runway. It's like okay. really short. Okay, so it can, and yeah. so yeah, they've already got six ordered for Papua New Guinea, and each one of them's. Um, oh, I think she said they can do eighteen a year, and it's one point eight million or something like that to the uh, the local economy, or one hundred and eighty million or some random number. But yeah, no, it's fascinating.
1: We are full of facts here at the Chris and Sam podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't remember what the company's called. Uh, yes, Pacific Aerospace.
0: Pacific Aerospace, That's Yes.
1: One. So in 2016, they produced their 100th P750 aircraft, which is a little, like, fly, little trainer thing. Yeah. And um, I think at some point they did get a really big contract, government contract, for some rando country, like Venezuela or somewhere. But they're, like, really onto it. I think way back in the day, somebody I knew through somebody else's dad worked there, and I think there was talk they were going to shut it down at some point, but they didn't, and they're still thriving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. all we need now is a private... Them to build a private plane, or part of a private plane that can be decked out to look like an air ambulance (laughs) for a potential short film. Yes, yes. easy. It's great advertising for them.
0: Yeah, maybe I should get hold of them.
1: I don't know. They
0: might have. I I don't think they've got. uh, The planes aren't quite the size I'm looking for. Um, (laughs) That's right. Anyone listening that does have a private jet, though, please. Get in touch. Um, I can buy a pizza. and <laughs> you imagine that? Uh,
1: this, is, uh, this is Chris. He's with that short film thing. Um, he's just going to sort out the payment. Uh, you got this uh, two pizzas? Do you like
0: per- pepperoni? <laughs> he's, he's,
1: he's got two dominoes for you. <laughs> what now? Well, they're not flying it anywhere, so there's no fuel cost. It's just uh, two dominoes. <laughs>
0: Hey, I've, I've got a, I got a funny one. Well, I think it's funny anyway. Um, this dude uh, got granted asylum in the UK um, because he was what country is Boko Haram in? Um, it's one of the African countries. I forget. Oh, Nigeria, Nigeria. Anyway, so he, okay. he, he okay. says, I'm gay. I'm gay and Boko Haram is going to kill me and so he got yep. asylum okay. in the US uh, in, in the UK I mean
1: and it turns uh, out he's not
0: well he's got three kids from three different women <laughs> they're like it took we think th- you're lying oh, you can <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm bisexual you can't say that <laughs> you can't say that they eh? like no <laughs> yeah yeah, but Dude, dude you, you can't have it both ways They should have checked on that a bit more Um, Well, you know
1: Oh well, that brings us <laughs> to the podcast And that's a good I'm to- just
0: going to keep chuckling that That's
1: a good talking point for <laughs> anyone out there Chris has may have had too much wine I'm not sure what's going on right now uh, Until next time, I'm Sam I'm Chris I'll See ya Bye Hope you enjoy the show Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week Don't forget to tell your friend.